would come I would have to be right still until the whole crowd ate My mama always said to me, Jim, take a tater and wait Now taters never did taste good with chicken on the plate But I had to eat them just the same That is why I look so bad and have these puny ways Because I always had to take an old cold tater and wait It is Saturday, January 20th, 2024, and time for another edition of Blackbird 9 Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Trading Post this evening. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Saturday and a wonderful weekend and staying warm and dry wherever you are. Tonight's episode is episode number 58 and is entitled Noticing Patterns with Mr. William Rappellum. Three, so we're very happy to have Mr. Rappellum back with us tonight. And a quick shout out to a friend of the show, Mr. Nick Godonan. I hope you're on the men, and we all miss you in the chat rooms, and hope you get to feeling better soon and be back with us. And a shout out to all the very special friends of the show celebrating birthdays this weekend. Some very interesting celebrations, and you know who you are. And a shout-out to Mr. Richard Carey for having me on his Thursday Beyond the Official Narrative RBN show. We had a really good time with that, so be sure to check that out in the RBN archives. Pro tip, don't be fooled by the first five minutes of hour one. We had some technical problems, and RBN added a a few minutes from an earlier show to pad that out. But if you queue up five minutes, you'll catch us. But anyway, and a special shout-out to all the folks who hit the tip jar this week to help out with the yearly bills for all the software fees the Trading Post has to pay to keep this show going. Amazing you can't just buy software anymore, you have to rent it. And all those bills came due this month, and so I really appreciate everyone who hit the tip jar and helped me make those payments. And tonight's special guest, Mr. William Rappellin, is the host of RBN's Punch Bowl every Friday from 10 to 11 Eastern, that's 9 to 10 Central. He's also a very talented musician, songwriter, producer, and an IT wrench guy. Now, for the newbies, we'll be opening up the phone lines after the bottom of the hour break, so you can call in and tell us what you would like to talk about. And that's Republic Broadcasting, RBN, because you can handle the truth. Call in at 512-248-8252. That's 512-248-8252. Or toll-free, 1-800-313-9443. That's one 800 313-9443 and as always you can come out to the chat room at bb9tradingpost.chitango.com that's bb9tradingpost.chitango.com where we have the hottest news the dankest memes and the best tips on independent living so come out to bb9tradingpost.chitango.com the sun never sets on the North Kakalaki Trading Post chat room but if you're looking for a knife fight we just assume you go someplace else Now, I wonder what Mr. William Rappellum wants to talk about tonight. The weather? Talk about a three-dog night last night here on Blackjack Mountain, as the Australians would say. We got down to zero degrees Fahrenheit, which is a balmy minus 17 Celsius. 40-mile-per-hour winds and about a foot and a half of snow. I had a lot of fun navigating the Northeast Passage to get over here to the Trading Post first thing this morning to record a show with Mr. Jan Lambrick from South Africa. So, And I'll have a nice uh, trudge through the dark snow on the way back after the show's over tonight. Now, the Elk Report... The official North Kakalaki Elk Spotter EX96, that's Echo X-Ray 96 reporting. No elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain today. Repeat, no elk spotted on Blackjack Mountain to date. But I did get to watch two wild turkeys make their way down the babbling brook in the snowstorm yesterday, getting water and looking for something to eat. So that's the end of the official North Kakalaki Wildlife Resource Commission Elk Spotter transmission. 
Or maybe he'll want to weigh in on the big ongoing Watauga County debate on which was more hateful. Angry black man from Atlanta, Tobias M. Jones, going on a Mad Max terror rampage against white drivers in his semi-tractor trailer truck in New Boone, echo, echo, echo. Or some kid waving a swastika flag near the carpetbagger chicken swinger synagogue of Satan clubhouse. Or maybe he'll want to talk about how the new Appalachian State University semester started this week in the middle of this winter storm and how we locals just couldn't help noticing that just like that, App State was once again a campus full of white students on the first day of classes. As all those free-ride diversity angry students of color and blue-haired feminist students were nowhere to be seen on campus. Chancellor Jezebel Everett immediately announced that all classes would be done online until further notice. Still no word on how her very expensive taxpayer-funded Virtue signaling EV campus police vehicles are faring in this winter weather. Go Mountaineers! Or maybe he'll want to talk about today being the 82nd anniversary of the German Wannsee Conference of the final solution of the Jewish question in Europe. Now, while the word immigration appears in the page 15... I'm getting something. What is that? So somebody please mute their mic. Or <laughs> let's try that again. Or maybe he'll want to talk about today being the 82nd anniversary of the German Wannsee Conference on the final solution of the Jewish question in Europe. Now, while the word immigration appears in the doc 15-page document 15 times, the words extermination, exterminate, gas, gas chamber, kill, murder, depose liquidate, roller coasters of death, masturbation machine, bear and eagle cages, trick shotguns, electric four, appear zero times. Now, the commie carpetbagger chicken swinger experts at the Appalachian State University Center for Judaic Holocaust and Peace Studies explained to me several years back at one of their summer symposiums on the Holocaust before they threatened to have me arrested for my hate facts and unkosher questions, that the complete absence of these terms in the document is the proof of the genocidal intent of the meeting because those German National Socialists were so evil and diabolical. Or maybe he'll want to talk about how Mr. Nick Fuentes got banned again on Twitter. Yes, it turns out that the Anon account, Autumn Groper, was actually Mr. Nick Fuentes, who was banned for reasons some time ago. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu is still free to boast of his From the River to the Sea genocidal agenda for Gaza. After all, some folks are just more equal than others, and freedom of speech does not mean freedom of reach on ex-Twitter. And sometimes you just have to shut down the public square of opinions to protect democracy. Or maybe he'll want to talk about how the Sports Illustrated magazine announced Friday layoffs for pretty much everyone who could possibly foreseen that repeating for <laughs> who could possibly foreseen that repeatedly putting trannies on the cover of a sports magazine not would not go over with the readers. Yet another case of go woke and go broke. Or just more systemic hate from those ignorant, backward, straight white people that supported the magazine for 70 years. Or maybe he'll want to talk about how the brown face of the new Southern conservative, Nimrata Rawhala, a.k.a. Nikki Haley, showed her true colors this week by banning the UK Daily Mail from all her future presidential campaign events for having the audacity of exposing her cheating on her husband. Doesn't the UK Daily Mail know that this is not Victorian England and conservative Nikki Haley body is hers to do with what she wants? And if she wants to screw the communication consultant, a married lobbyist, the state of South Carolina or the entire United States, it's her affair. Or maybe he will want to talk about the big yearly event going on at Davos, Switzerland this week as prostitutes from all over the world gather in the Alpine region to try to meet the sexual demands of our self-appointed globo homo leaders of the World Economic Forum. It's hard to say which is the busier season for high-end hookers, Davos or that yearly opening session of the United Nations General Assembly in New York. I guess only the Israeli Mossad blackmail film crews know for sure. 
Or maybe he'll want to talk about how special it is that the United States now celebrates Magic Negro Day instead of Lee Jackson Day in January because that degenerate communist fraud, Michael King, a.k.a. MLK, is more important to Jewish interests than those two uppity Amalek generals, Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson, who dared stand up to Abe Lincolnstein's original Marxist terror invasion of the South. Or maybe he'll want to talk about how widespread goyim, how the widespread goyim outcry after the discovery of that Jew tunnel with soil mattresses and baby high chairs under the Chabad Lubavitch headquarters in Brooklyn, New York, was just more proof of the persecution that Chosenite chicken swingers have endured for centuries for just wanting to be able to practice their religious rituals in peace. Or maybe he'll just want to talk about fishing. So welcome back to the Saturday Snack Shack, Mr. William Rapellum, and tell us, good sir, what do you want to talk about tonight? Ah, uh, um... Uh, I, I'm always amazed at your nine minute, uh, thing. And I am going to, I'm going to be as surprised as I ever was before, uh, at that, uh, wonderful, uh, monologue that you always do there. Blackbird, it's always nice to get all of the news headlines from you. So I don't have to do anything before I come on your show. I just have to listen to what you say and then I can, uh, comment about it. Nah. But I'm. I do have a couple things I I will add. Um, so um, we got the. Uh, well, there's one personal thing that went on. So I put a Confederate flag in my yard, uh, and um, of course, uh, somebody on next door decided to, you know, it was of course it's a white libtard, decides to say that. Uh, it's very interesting how this somebody decided to put a Confederate flag up on MLK Day. Uh, <laughs> and so, leave it to a white libtard to complain about it, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, it's like, uh, okay, great. Hey, thank you. Uh, uh, this person probably lives a couple houses away. Uh, and I know who it is. But, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if they realize that what they're doing is doxing you. Um, you know, I, I take full responsibility for my own actions. I, I knew this could happen. Um, but I honestly, I was, I was still a little surprised. It's kind of like when you know someone's going to die and then when they do, it punches you in the gut, you know what I mean? So, um, so I've been, you know, I kind of wish I didn't know cause another neighbor brought it to my attention. I don't really go on next door. I have an account, but I never really go on it, but. <laughs> so I was, you know, thinking I have these stupid conversations in my head, like I used to have on Facebook, and imagine going back on next door and and you know replying to this thing, right? Because you you feel like you you got to go back and answer and, and defend yourself, but you know, but it often backfires, you know, because you're talking to you know idiots, you know, the people they don't have, no matter how you present it to them. I've thought about asking a nice question, like, you know, or, or applying, uh, going like this. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're offended by the flag. Okay, would, what would you like me to do? And, and see what they say, you know, take it down or whatever they say. <laughs> you have to take it down. It offends me. Well, meanwhile, this person, uh, their yard happens to look like a rummage sale. So and everybody can't stand it because their yard's horrible looking. They look like, you know, grateful deadheads uh, and they don't do anything in their yard. Everybody else takes good care of their yards, you know. So it, it's also, it's kind of a, a funny situation that, you know, I, it's a different situation in a neighborhood like this where you have somebody flying a Confederate flag, right? Usually it's like people flying Confederate flags are out in the country and they've got a double-wide trailer or something, you know? So, um, I, you know, I imagine there's going to be a lot of neighbors who won't say anything, but they're driving by, and they're like, yeah, you know, because... <laughs> That's the question. How many people are saying yes, and how many people are like, oh, my gosh, we have to shut it down, you know, that self-appointed pull a truck commissar mentality that, ooh, that's a hate symbol. We can't have a hate right. symbol. 
and that's in one of our the, community, you know, that communitarian idea again. So. Yeah, yeah, our community. Yeah, I thought about saying, you know, another reply I could do would be like, wow, well, yeah, you know, you're so right. And it's a good thing we have you here to police uh, what people put, their flags they put up in, in the neighborhood. Thank you for, you know, for your police work or whatever. Uh, it's just something that kind of throws it throws it back at them. Yeah, uh, that one probably is. I wouldn't go with that one before I would go with, you know, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry that you're offended. Um, you know, maybe mentioning that, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of black friends and none of them are offended. You know, there's a bar up the way that has a Confederate flag and these black folks go there all the time and they're not offended by that Confederate flag. So that's interesting. Hmm. Or I could say something like, uh, you know, you're you're really just uh, using, you know, you you, the, the white liberal are the very racist because you're actually all you're doing is you're pushing an agenda and using black people for you to push your agenda. So. Um, you know that that could that could be something that could be effective. You know, uh, but again, I mean, you're talking to NPCs. You know, so there's nothing you can say. That's it. You know, they are NPCs, and I always just do a tag and release. You know, don't feed the trolls because that's what they want. They're wanting the conflict so they can get off on that endorphin rush of the the battle of you know putting you in your place, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just oh, you're uh-huh. offended by this? Good to know. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll probably just put a. A uh, second flag up there that that is an American flag that says something like, you know, my my rights don't end where your feelings begin, or right. possibly just put a bigger flag up there, you know, a bigger Confederate flag up there if I get all the one, <laughs> like double yeah. size or whatever. Yeah, but it's just amazing the Pavlovian conditioning that people have. And they, I'm just as guilty, as I always say, I was the biggest libtard to ever come out of North Kakalaki, and 9-11 changed everything. Uh, but, you know, it's just that you put that flag up, and, you know, they just have that knee-jerk reaction. Same thing with the, uh, like, you know, in the monologue, talking about the, you know, the swastika flag. You know, what is it about red, white, and black and a swastika, which is an ancient symbol that they've been so conditioned to think this is horrible, this is hate, but yet, you know, so many of the churches up here fly that Israeli flag, and when you break down the symbolism of that Israeli flag, you want to talk about some hate, racist issues, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. yes, that's a genocide flag, the two rivers, the two blue lines, and then that little hexagram has nothing to do with anything to do with Judaism, you know. It is that symbol of supremacy, that perfected, you know, uh, people. And, uh, you know, they, but that is going to be lost on most people. They just know that, well, Israel's our greatest ally. There's nothing about that flag that could possibly be hateful, right? So, well, I thought, I also thought about asking them, so what do you think about the genocide uh, against people of color over in Gaza that's happening right now? Are you, a, or do you also support that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you so you're going to come their out heads explode. Me. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, I mean, if if I were to ever reply, which is probably uh, better not, but, um, you know, uh, it would be something that would be, it would make sure that I would always make it so that it was fun. It was never not fun for me, you know. If I actually did get upset, then they would win, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, maybe they're calling the FBI right now, and I'm already marked. Right. So, but it is interesting that uh, the number of people that move into the rural south that you know, leave because they're terrified because one of their neighbors you know, puts up a Confederate flag. So it's like, well, you know, 
<laughs> maybe ah, they'll yeah. leave. Maybe they'll move because you're such a hater and they're scared now. Oh yeah, you yeah, exactly. They're scared. Oh wow, they're scared. Yes. Right. Hey. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Red flag. Red flag laws. <laughs> you know. Um. Well. So. <clears throat> I guess. Uh, at least the next thing is mysteriously uh, end up losing uh, my job this week. And uh, it had nothing to do with, it, you know, it was actually the apartment got liquidated, so it wasn't anything to do with that, uh, I don't think. Um, but it was a little bit of strange timing, you know. Uh, right, when you first told me that sudden. you lost your job, I was like, oh, my God, have you gotten doxxed or whatever? Then you found out that it's, you know, <laughs> just, you know, just business as usual. So when people pull the funding on projects, you know, jobs go away. Right. So I do think that's what happened. There was others in the in the group that were let go, um, and yeah, my boss assured me it had nothing to do with performance. So um, anyway, uh, then I you know you come across uh, well, okay, you know I'll probably have a job uh, again soon, but I don't know. A lot of things have changed across the whole uh, 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 employment landscape in the last since I you know. Uh, was working. Now I got to get back out in the workforce and look again. So, you know, how much more has this uh, biometrics situation metastasized, right? And so, uh, one little barometer to look at that is 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 nothing unexpected. Is when you go to apply for unemployment. So when you go apply for unemployment, you have them telling you they give you a couple of choices. Uh, you you can um, I could even just sign in here and kind of to tell you exactly what's oh well, oh well this is oh they want to click on all the bicycles okay so you click on bicycles and you have to do it like eight times okay you get to click on more stoplights and more bicycles to and, verify uh, <laughs> you're a human right yeah but it's like incessant it goes on and if you're behind a vpn or something you're, you're it's gonna be 10 minutes of clicking on bicycles before uh you uh you know, can get anywhere with that. So, um, well, so anyway, it, it basically is this. So there's the NIST, right? There's the National Institute of Standards Technology. I, I forgot what security technology or something. I think what it's called. So um, they'll give you a choice between giving up all your, you know, your ID and all your biometric data. So you've gone and you've applied and you've done everything. And it is at the last step. Oh, there's still this final last thing you have to do. You're, you're, you know, your your whole thing's complete, but then it sends you a, a text and says, Oh, there's, there's something else. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the, the first choice, it's kind of surprised that it wasn't like biometric data or nothing. So they give you two choices, biometric data, or they give, or you have to do a video. You have to do a video that, uh, 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 like a five-minute video, right? And I've had like jobs apply for jobs where they they were wanting to do that, like record a video of yourself and send you. I'm like, now nah, see you later. I'll pass on your job. You know, um, I even had one company that uh, that had hired me, and I took the job, and and um, they they uh, they told me, well, I mean, on the first day starting. They said, um, <coughs> excuse me. They said, uh, well, I was like, Microsoft Authenticator is like, I have, to, I have to give my fingerprint. And they're like, oh, there's no way around that. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you the way around it. It's not, it's, it's see you later. I'm not working for you. <laughs> so, so I left them uh, high and dry like they deserve to be because of this stupid Microsoft Authenticator trying to take your. So it's these little things that we do that do make a rippling effect difference, right? Because I'm sure that that action was very strange, right? It was very different. I doubt anybody else was putting up, like, they're getting ready to start the job. They've accepted the position. They're waiting two weeks to go start the position. And then they say, go pound sand, and I'm not giving you my biometric data. So that's going to happen again now. I'm probably not going to get unemployment because uh i'm not going to give them um their stupid video i'm certainly not going to give them my fingerprint <laughs> and that was you know when i got blacklisted 
you know, up to that point, every time I changed jobs, it was always this, you know, leveling up because some company, you know, had heard about me, had seen me, and said, we want you to come work for us. And so it was just these series of moves where, you know, you've already got the job. We're just going to fast track you through human resources and, you know, everything's going to be great. Then in 2003, when I got blacklisted, suddenly I'm out there at the unemployment office and having to deal with all of this bureaucracy and having to face the human resource department cold. And it's like, well, you're a straight white guy from the South. You're going in that pile over there known as the trash can. You know, no white men need not apply for any jobs here. And then, oh, there's no unemployment for you. And, then when I got really desperate living out of my car in a tent, there's no welfare for you. There is, you know, no type of financial aid whatsoever. And I'm like, if you only knew how many thousands and thousands of dollars I have paid into this system, both as an individual and a business over the years, and to be repeatedly told that when I needed help, there was none to be found. And at the same time, watching my entire uh, community be flooded with these third worlders, that there's just magic money coming out the wazoo for them. You know, it's like, how come there's all this money for these people and there's no money for a heritage American? Right. So uh, it's going to be interesting for me. And I hope you don't have to go through what I went through and that you get a nice job and everything's going to be hunky dory. Uh, but it's going to be interesting you know, to see you know, what you have to go through in this current job market and just how weaponized these so-called human resource departments are. Against uh, you, and you know, just how much you know, you got to give up biometrics. We want a blood sample. Yeah, we need a DNA thing, you know, et cetera, before we'll even talk to you. you know, so it's going to be uh, wish you the best and keep me posted on the craziness you run into. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be interesting uh, when they decide, hmm, you know, uh, maybe we, we need to do this stuff first before we spend all the time going through the process with this person. Uh, maybe they'll get to that get to that spot right where they uh where they do it that way <laughs> right <laughs> who knows by the time if that if that happens then you know that uh like you know that it, this cancer has really metastasized you know yes you know tell them that you identify as an angry black woman lesbian black woman you know and maybe that'll help you get a job real fast <laughs> that's a great idea blackbird actually <laughs> That's the I, I would laugh, but you're brilliant, and I think that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Go to work for Delta Airlines immediately. Yeah, they'll snatch you up. Yeah, should I change my the way I sound and my, my voice, too? Yes, you know, instead of uh, William, maybe Letitia, you know, Lakusha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tempted to try it out. Time to oh. try out the accent. So, anyways, we're getting ready to go. Lakeisha, give me a job. No, I can't work on Friday. I need to look. No, I'm going to be coming in late, and I'm going to be leaving early because I got to pick up my five kids from different daddies. But anyway, we're going to go into a break here. You are listening to Blackbird 9 Saturday Snack Shack. With tonight's special guest is RBN host, Mr. William Rapellum. And tell everybody uh, about your uh, uh, punch bowl show and when that is real quick before we go into the break. 10 o'clock Saturday, 10 p.m. on Friday. Sorry, not Saturday, Friday. 10 p.m. Friday, Friday night. Friday night. So. Yeah. And so. I've been doing a show with with uh, Richard. I've uh, been, you know, he... He's the not the national intel report anymore, but on his his showtime, once a week or so, I'm on with him. Typically, like around Monday or so. Oh, good. All right, so we should be going into the break. I don't hear the music, but well, it's not quite time. But, but anyway, so uh, how's the weather there? 
where you are. So are you getting much of this band of weather? It's pretty cold. I mean, <coughs> uh, I, I never give away my exact location or anything, but um, it's pretty cold where I'm at. Not too, it's not too bad. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shiloji hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shiloji Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shiloji as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shiloji by other names. Shilojit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? (laughs) Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday, or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people, and the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge. And I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Yeah, my book has got a hole in it. Yeah, my book has got a hole in it. Yeah, my book has got a hole in it. I can't buy no beer. Well, I'm standing on the corner with a bucket in my hand. I'm waiting for one. And it ain't got no man, cause my bucket's got a hole in it. Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it. Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it. I can't buy no beer. Well, I went up on the mountain. I looked down in the sea I seen the crabs and the fishes Doing the bebop Because my book has got a hole in it Yeah, my book has got a hole in it Yeah, my book has got a hole in it I can't buy no beer Well, there ain't no use 
of me working so hard When I got a woman in the boss man's yard Cause my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it Yeah, my bucket's got a hole in it I can't buy no beer got my facts you know i'll be glad to debate it but please explain to me why this fact is not allowed to be discussed and it reminds me of the uh, the great trial of ernst zundel where the judge sitting there saying truth is no defense when it comes to the holocaust and the jewish people and you know so here we are you know it's like okay well you got all these lefts leftists you know suddenly saying, you know, Israel's wrong, and so you just see it's the left eating itself over this issue. Uh, so what's your take on that? Well, Blackbird, I'm sorry. I've got, um, I've got the, uh, the, uh, the, the conversation with the station manager saying that we're not on the air. He's going to put us on the air. I'm not understanding what's going on, if we've even been on the air. So I think maybe they probably try to do commercials and – not, but I'm not. I'm not. Can you see in the chat? Yeah. Wow. What's going on here? I'm just I'm understanding here. So I had muted uh, station manager when you heard the noise, but now I can't unmute. It doesn't. I don't have that option. It's grayed out. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're on the air now. So okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the Saturday Snack Shack. Uh, I hate you missed this. Really wonderful conversation we've been having, but uh, you're listening to Blackbird 9 Saturday Snack Shack. Tonight's special guest is Mr. William Rapellum, and uh, have no idea how long we've been off the air. I didn't hear the break, uh, but we were talking about the situation in academia in the United States where uh, suddenly, you know, talking about something in an academic setting is considered hate speech and everybody's upset about this and figuring out trying to figure out ways to shut it down and he was uh we're looking at this article from the hill where it's uh, entitled opinion rabbit hate speech against jews isn't a matter of interpretation and so uh how is it when you're holding somebody accountable for their actions suddenly that's hate speech that's anti-semitism that's you know racism etc and anybody who's doing this is a nazi white supremacist etc so what's your take on that well blackbird everybody everybody uh, is entitled to their faith and you know you have to respect the jewish faith blackbird you know the jewish faith is is a faith just like any other faith you know they're they're all the same and uh and uh you know if you don't, you know, honor um, the faith of the of the Jews, then, geez, you're just so ignorant and you're not educated like I am. Uh, I've been to, you know, I went to Stanford and Harvard and Princeton and all these Ivy League schools, and I got educated and I spent, you know, I'm about a million dollars in debt right now. But um, but some backcountry, backwards country hick like you, what do you know? You don't know anything. You haven't been to any of those schools. Uh, so. So, you know, um, yeah, no, it doesn't matter if, uh, if Judaism's religion uh, preempts them to commit genocide against uh, everybody in the Palestinians and go around bombing everybody. If you, exactly like you said, if, if you dare call it out, that's no defense. And you're a criminal and you're going to be uh, prosecuted for, uh, for, you know, for trying to defend innocent, helpless uh, people of color. Right. 
All right, Mr. Producer, we have Mr. Fritz in Missouri. Mr. Fr- uh, Fritz, are you there, sir? Hey, BB, what's up? Do we have the caller? Can you hear me? Hello? I can't hear. I can't hear him. Okay. I can uh, hear you. Well, Mr. Producer, if you can't, okay, okay. What's okay, he saying? Well, the uh, producer's <laughs> saying he you. can hear him, but I can't hear him. And, uh, <laughs> and he can hear us. That's Let's so reconnect. Weird. I'm going to try to reconnect. There was okay. a beep after I was connected, and, and your, um, your, your uh, signal went quieter. Okay. <laughs> We're obviously having some tactical problems. My apologies. Good thing I've got a board mix of the show being recorded. Uh, see here. I'm back. You're back, okay, Mr. Producer. Can uh, I'm still not hearing the caller? Hello, can you hear me Maybe now? Maybe Producer can unmute RBN because I muted it. Now I can't unmute it. I don't know what happened. It's in Skype. Hmm, got no solution. Can you, can okay, so let me try removing RBN from the call Testing. and then reconnect RBN. Okay. Testing one, two, three. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean All to. Right, mess there up we go. Your oh, I hear the studio now. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you can now. You, can you hear Fritz? That's because I muted you, and then it did that. I didn't expect it to do that. When I muted you earlier, I shouldn't have done that. I didn't know I could. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what about Fritz? Is Fritz muted? Yeah. I can hear you. Mr. Fritz, are you there, sir? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you yeah. now. Happy Saturday. Oh, my Welcome goodness. To the I'm sorry. I, threw, I didn't mean to put a fly in your ointment there, buddy. No, I don't think it was you, but appreciate you calling in so we could test it out. <laughs> Good. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're going to like my call. Now, who's your guest? Mr. William Rapellum. He's the host of RBN's uh, he- show, The Punch Bowl. William, how you doing, William? What do you think about um, Tucker Carlson? Am I allowed to change the right. subject? No, it's fine. Tucker Carlson is uh, controlled opposition. So I guess that's why he's been to 50 Grateful Dead shows, right? Why would I don't you know what that Grateful means. Dead how would that relate? Why would, well, because you used Grateful Dead as a pejorative earlier. And, you know, there's all kinds <laughs> of deadheads from 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 uh, Ph.D. economists to uh, bank underwriters, and, and, and there's also white trash deadheads. There's all kinds of deadheads. I don't know why you would say that. Are you offended by that? Is that, is that I am, yeah, you can I do? am. Um, that, well, that's not the best I'm sorry that, that, that you're that petty. That's just the topic. That's just the topic at hand. That's not the best I can do. That's just, I just. All right, let's see if you got anything old, else. Otherwise, yeah. how old are you? Uh, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm. You can. can uh, let's see. My answer to that is: it doesn't matter how old I am. Okay, so you, that's two questions. I've Why are you asked calling you me, asking answer. me for personal information? Why don't you? Uh, what do you want? Why? So what, what, you didn't answer know, the first question. You're starting to annoy yeah, me. Why are you using deadhead as a pejorative? That's my question. Oh, we're back to that now. So you don't have anything well, we else to talk it. about. You haven't answered it yet. I'm not, why should I have to answer it? Why did I use it as a pejorative? Well, I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't care why I use it as a pejorative. Why are you afraid it to matter. answer it? I'm not afraid to answer well, it. Well, it mattered enough. Uh, you used it I in your presentation. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I don't care, sir. Yeah, I don't understand. Mr. Yeah. Fritz, I don't understand I, what your problem is what you know if he's um well what kind of music you do anything like? else you want That's to talk stupid. about you're not even worth talking what to what, what kind of music does your guest like yeah i like Make the nice you know, your kind has like nice notes in it and you know you know certain yeah, instruments like horns yeah. and stuff. me too yeah i like all right, Mr. Fritz. Yeah, that Thanks. Okay, well, we can agree okay, on have that. Have a good weekend. We can agree on that. I bet you like Thanks. rap too, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Have a nice weekend, Mr. Producer. Can we have Chance in West Virginia, please, Mr. Chance. Are you there, sir? 
Yeah. Hey, BB. And I said, Wilhelmina <laughs> or is it Willamette? Well, I'm sorry, kind of say a... that again? I said, is it Wilhelmina or Willamette? I heard you make a Wilhelmina. recommendation to William earlier. No, I don't understand. Oh, when he said, uh, uh, change your name, I'm just goofing. Hey, uh, uh, okay. Willi William, your neighbor, he, uh, he doesn't have blue hair by any chance, does he? Well, he probably does now. After you know, after he saw the Confederate flag in the yard, I'm sure he probably yeah, went and painted right. his hair what, blue. I gotta go what's check. With, what's with the blue hair crap? These people have a secret Smurf fetish or what, man? I can't understand it. You know, BB, it looks like as Sports Illustrated proved, go trans and go sans. Yeah, really. It's like, who was the marketing director that came up with this strategy, right? Right, all these people, can they really be that, that stupid? Apparently they are. Hey, and BB, what's with this non-binary stuff? I mean, is it like some kind of like double-sided self-adhesive tape or something? <laughs> what I like is they were talking about non-binary, but then they say, you know, LGB, and it's like, well, what does the B stand for? And they're like, that's racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to goof on this crap. You know, it's so Oh, yeah, damn, mock them. They hate that. It's so damn retarded. Hey, and it looks like uh, the NSA is goofing with your phone lines today, huh? Oh, this is a, uh, an interesting show. Reminds me of the early days when I would do the Breakfast Club show. and We'd have all kinds of creative technical problems right when the show would start. So. Well, well, I would fart in the microphone for them. That's what I would do. All right, guys. <laughs> take care now. All right, Chance. You have a great weekend. Stay warm. All yeah, right. Let's see who else we got coming in here. Uh, okay, Mr. Chris Switzer. Uh, uh, Mr. So, Chris? Mr. Chris, are you there, sir? Hey. Hey, good evening, guys. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I don't know what that was about, but uh, I do have an answer for the caller. Um, it's just based debauchery and idolatry. That's, that's pejorative, I guess. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, e. Michael Jones put it actually quite well. That's a good point, Chris. Yeah, e. Michael Jones brought it up. You know, the music's just uh, mediocre music, and it was they were kind of put there during the anti-war to kookify the anti-war movement. And don't yeah. get me wrong, I, I went to a dead show or tried to uh, in '95, a couple months before uh, Jerry uh, before Jerry uh, Garcia passed away, and I actually kind of got sad because I was a pretty liberal at that time. I was like you know pretty young and mm -hmm. i got kind of sad about him passing away i don't know why i wasn't really that into the dead i i did have i did get the uh you know american beauty album and then i had the greatest hits that had like uncle john's band on it so i'm familiar with the with the grateful dead and their songs kind of mm -hmm. got into them a little bit in high school um so you know and then they came out with that song i will get by in 1988 i think it's called uh, touch of gray Right, so um, so I, you know, I mean, someone wants to get offended because uh, I used Grateful Dead and pejorative and Colin started crying about it. I mean, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> well, it it only tells me that you uh, touched a chord and uh, they're worshiping at the altar of the dead. I guess I don't know. Are there a Hasbro troll or that or that? Probably got Hasbro. It's kind of interesting though that when I disclosed some sort of like personal close to home stuff all of a sudden fritz calls in hmm. oh i wonder what a coincidence that is yes indeed yes, and count indeed. on one hand i've had a fritz call in in all my time on rbn anyway yeah let me kick it back to you guys fritz, uh fritz springmeyer but uh it wasn't fritz springmeyer <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. All my German friends used to call me Fritz. So that's you know a diminutive of Frederick. Mm. So, but well, anyway, anything well, else? No, I just wanted to answer that uh, that gentleman there, and I know it was a little tongue in cheek, but um, yeah, yeah, you're just yeah, going to see know, a whole lot more of the you know the 
the stuff with the left coming out saying, you know, is Israel's doing this and that and free Palestine. Um, but they're really, it's, it's, it's still even a distraction in and of itself. Um, but yeah, it's just going to keep pushing the football further down the yeah. field. All right. Well, let, thanks for calling. You have a of great course. weekend. All right. Real well. quick before you, before you go though, um, I'm going to shout out to Chris because, uh, he announced our show today. And, ah. um, and, you know, I was having a conversation with somebody else, and we were talking about the Israelites, uh, the true, you know, like the Europeans, you know, being like the true, you know, Israelites, right? And I was just having this kind of debate with somebody. And then uh, Chris comes on his show and just answers a lot of questions that popped up during that conversation, um, you know, very <coughs> kind of uh, uncannily answers those questions. So I. That was pretty cool. So I look forward to more discussions with you, Chris. Yeah, right. absolutely. Good stuff. Okay. Enjoy well, thanks the rest for calling in. Yes. God bless. Okay. All right. Bye now. Hey, Chris. All right, Mr. Producer, can we have Mr. Bill in Kentucky, please? Mr. Bill, are you there, sir? Doing? This, uh, good evening. There is Greetings. something that every, when it gets to talk about music, it's maybe a little off topic of what you're talking about, but at our church and probably a lot of other churches too, around every Fourth of July, I absolutely hate when they play that old battle hymn of the Republic. I, I, other than say, other than part, I've seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. I can't. I don't see anything at all that is religious or spiritual or Christ-like or anything. They talk about do's and damps, you know, where troops are st- scheduled on the battlefield and that's that sort of thing. And and another, and, and I'll be honest with you, as much as I like the song Dixie, that really wouldn't be appropriate for church either, but. But I, I don't. I have never understood what my churches. That's the first thing they play on Sunday morning every Fourth of July. I don't know. It's maybe a petty argument about something. But what, tell us what do you all think about that, Mister Way? Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm sort of lost. What what's the? Yeah, uh, yeah using the church to play the battle hymn of the Republic is that appropriate or not appropriate for a church service? On Fourth of July, um, I have no opinion. Okay. Yeah, that's an interesting one, and it's just kind of, you know, uh, you know, I guess you know, <laughs> having to rethink the entire, you know, history of the United States and unlearn so many things that I thought were true that weren't true, and I could see where you know. Once you see things, then they really stand out to you, and it's like starts to irritate you that you when you see the real meaning behind things. I guess does that make any sense, Mister Bill? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's even a church handle. I, like I said, it's that may be a petty thing to call about, but it just that does that irritates me every time. I, yeah. I cringe. And my first a cousin of mine, bless her heart, she's like wonderful lady but she loves that song and i think eh, that song's disgusting to me <laughs> you know i don't know <laughs> yeah and that's one of the things about tradition it's like well on the one hand you know you're keeping the tradition but on the other hand it's like where did that come from and what does it really mean and is that really something we want to continue yeah so i can definitely see where that would get to you and i'm sure our good friend of the show uh mr mike gaddy would probably have a thing or two to say about that as well so oh, I've heard is there anything else this evening two or three things to say <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else before we let you go? No, you guys have a fantastic evening. Stay warm wherever you all are. All right. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you, you have a Bill. great weekend, sir. All right, Thank Mr. You, producer, can we have Mr. James in Vancouver, please? Mr. James, are you there, sir? Hey, chicken swingers. How you doing? Hey, hey listen. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, when uh, we had uh, psychedelic rock back in the 60s, um, uh, for example, the uh, song by Jefferson Airplane, Somebody to Love is in F-sharp minor. So uh, that kind of uh, key uh, gives you a kind of impression of uh, what was going on in terms of uh, LSD. And uh, <clears throat> the term deadhead, at least to me, means someone who's been on quite a few acid trips and the diethylamide has altered their DNA 
or their nerves. And so uh, that's, I believe, where Deadhead started. Uh, back to you. Mr. William? Wow, you meant the key of F sharp. Also, another song minor. by Pink Minor. Right, minor. F sharp minor. Right, is relative right. is relative minor to uh, the key of A. So, um, yeah. Anyway, the the, uh, the song "Time" by Pink Floyd is also an F sharp minor. There's a lot of good songs in in that in that key. Yeah. Um, the uh, interesting. Other, uh, there's other yeah. There's other uh, keys, uh, but they're in the sharp minor, which. Uh, uh, sets the mood. For example, if you if you watch that Vietnam movie uh, <clears throat> Apocalypse Now, I think you'll hear stuff like that in it, where uh, uh, the feeling is a certain negativity and uh, foreboding, and um, and no um, what was the word? Um, no good outcome will come, or the uh, uh, not optimistic. So this is uh, this was the sixties. After 65, boots on the ground, Danang, stuff like that. So that was the music of the era. I'll let you guys go. Thank you. Ready? You ready, Take you ready for the F sharp? Yeah. Here it is. Yeah, sure. Hit it. Oh, there you go. Minor. Yeah. Yeah, it's F sharp minor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and that's you know, one go. of the things when you have yeah, great call and great observations. And, you know, once Be careful you with learn, those chickens, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> my, my uncle was a chicken farmer. He had a British uh, 303 for anybody. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you the story. Still in his chicken. Did he swing him around his head? <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you get into the psychoacoustics field, one of my favorite books back when I was at university was uh, Sensations of Tone by Herman Helmholtz. And you know, just yeah, that you know, the sounds you know affect you, and you can manipulate people with sound. And one of my you know big observations was when the Rockefeller Institute declared 440 to be the standard tuning, which is a discordant a frequency that you know we should be, you know, other frequencies that are more harmonious. So there's so much about music that has been weaponized against us and even at that low level and when you look at Freud's model, you know, look at it as a battlefield of the id, the ego and the superego and that id is you know, the biological, you know, how do you hear sounds, see colors, etc. and how to weaponize at that low level. You know, and you go back and you see all this music that was done in this still. Uh, real quick, uh, let's see if we can get to Dan in Washington before we run out of time here. Mr. Dan, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Greetings. Yeah. Happy Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yep. Have a good weekend after this. <laughs> I just uh, felt your pain a little bit. Uh, I got laid off in my state and... Um, you know, 2007, eight, when all that crap went down, and they denied my unemployment, and the, the lady on the phone barely spoke English that so worked for the state. You know, the state, the people denying people's unemployments were like affirmative action immigrants. Right. You know, how do these people no, you unemployment, cabron. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the uh, head of the uh, Employment Security Commission here in Watauga County was a black man when I was applying for work here. You know, it's like, okay. Anyway, well, we are out of time. I'm so sorry. Uh, Thanks for everybody who called in. Sorry the show was a bit weird. Uh, Mr. William Rappellum, last word. Bye, pendejos. All right. All right. You've been listening to the Saturday Snack Shack. I'm your host, Frederick C. Blackburn. Until next time, I will see you all at the rendezvous. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They 
They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, 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 truth.